Hello and welcome to Learning, Laughing, and Loving with your co-host Evan Money and yours truly, Scott Jones. This podcast is all you need. If you're looking to learn about the world, do it with a smile and to connect to the deeper mysteries of human life and the kind of connection everyone is looking to make. Money, 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 money. How are you, my friend? I'm absolutely tremendous, Scott Kent Jones. The world is changing. So this is what astounds me. There, have you heard about this country of Chaz in Seattle? No. So basically, these protesters have commandeered six blocks in Seattle, and they're calling it the country of Chaz. The country of Chaz. So is that acronym? What does it stand for? Center Capitol Hill which is the district in Seattle's Capitol Hill, authority zone. Or no, autonomous zone. Autonomous zone. So okay. it, it's kind of these people that are like, look, we don't need police and all that stuff. Like, And they're, they've set up this six, they basically set up their own little society. And I was reading an article about it. And they were, there's, there are businesses and stuff in this little autonomous zone. And the one guy who's at this chicken restaurant, he's like, they're saying, did it hurt business? And he says, well, no. It's actually business is ticked up with the protesters, so I'm okay with it. Can <laughs> you imagine? But this is what fascinates me. I went to Facebook Live just talk about this for a minute. Like, I'm not saying I think anybody – I'm a, I'm a protest fan, but I'm a peaceful protest fan. Um, so I, I, I don't recommend anybody going setting up their own country in their local downtown neighborhoods. But what blows me away about it is like, wow, like, do you know what kind of imagination you must have to have to get a bunch of people to try to set up their own country within the United States? Like, I mean, that like... <laughs> well, you mean, you mean that aren't in Texas? Yes. Right, right. Exactly. Outside of, you know, that aren't in Texas, right? That would not be... That's not as big of a stretch. But isn't that... I, I just was thinking like, what is possible if we are imaginative? And again, I'm not like I'm not necessarily saying, "Hey, I think this is the greatest thing that these people have set up this weird like anti-fascist autonomous." They have walls. It was funny because I was watching Fox News, and Tucker Carlson was like, "What's the first thing they did? They build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> they build a perimeter. That's the first thing they did." <laughs> well, well, let's harken back. Let Let's harken back. I've I've done some. Uh, more digging on this topic as our young adults. We've been, uh, as a refresher for our 5.5 billion listeners, uh, we are a homeschool, home office family and have been so for the past 15 years. So this whole uh, COVID thing was like, okay, welcome to our world. But we are finishing up uh, the school year per se and digging into that. But let's look at the founding fathers. And couldn't you say they were even more radical? Having this oh, absolutely, right? Right? absolutely. No, absolutely. No, I think the American experiment was the great, was so imaginative in the 18th century, and, and it's interesting too because they they took some things. 17th century, my friend. Come on, don't short. 18th. No, no, 18th. 1700s. Yes. The 18th oh, I got century. you. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, in the 18th century, I mean, they took you know Enlightenment ideas, Judeo-Christian values. And some really quirky things from British common law. Yes. And threw it all into the system and created the, I mean, an experiment that's still standing. I mean, that's blown, that, that, like, 
Yeah. Blows me away that that that, that was I mean, again, you can say, but I, I also think it's funny because I was going to say you can say all the negative things you want about America, and there are lots of there are lots of things we can complain about. But also, that's part of the beauty of the, of, of the experiment. There's no people that are more self-critical than Americans. Yeah, right. We're we're the most patriotic in one way. Like, right, we love the flag, we, and yet we're the quickest people to point out all the faults in our system, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a unique. Which is how, but but this is how they designed it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I I harken back to Bono, and I I'm ninety percent sure I'm quoting him correctly. But when he stated, you know, America is not a country; it's an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, he's right. It's just because you could, you can't be Italian or French in space in the way you could be American in space. Correct. Like, and, and, like, if you had the constitution and the ideals, you could kind of, I mean, again, it, it, it's a different kind of thing, but like, but so much of being German or being, um, you know, Egyptian or being from so many other places in the world, the rootedness is a kind of, you know, biological, geographical connection. We're like, America, you, it, it, it's a movable feast. You could transport it. We could go it to is. Mars. Yeah, it is. And, here, and here's, I got, I got two segues for you that'd be interesting two roads here so i rec- i've been recently reading some of bruce lee's books uh one in particular uh, i can his- honestly say i've never read any of bruce Lee. oh man his journals this is like basically just his printed journals um man talk about the unsung philosopher right like you know napoleon hill and a lot of these thought leaders get all command bruce lee was like a thought leader of his time man incredible but we just know him as you know the martial arts guy uh, incredible, incredible, incredible. But what's fascinating, a lot of people don't know, is Bruce Lee's parents were from China, and they came to the United States. His dad was touring in like this, uh, I guess you'd call it like a Broadway, like Chinese Broadway, basically. And he ended up being born in the United States. Okay? And just the fact that he was born here shifted everything about who he was and how he was perceived when they, you know, finished the tour and went back to China. It was so fascinating. Just the fact that he was born here. He's a little kid. He doesn't know, right? But just that fact was like, oh, wait, he's born in America. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was tremendous and just seeing about how that shaped his outlook and all the different things. And um, I was just blown away. But again, but just just the fact that he was born here um, and then his whole story. But yeah, the, the Bruce Lee thing is is fascinating. But right to what you're saying, just – just the fact that, oh, you're born in America. Oh, well, uh, and it's like, okay, w- what does a six-month-old know, right? So <laughs> incredible. No, it is. I mean, it is an incredible land of opportunity. And, and and even I look at, like, just in light of the whole George Flood um, travesty and how awful that was, like, it, how much we're able to mobilize and have a conversation about you know, racial injustice, policing, what do we want for society? What do we, I mean, like, it's, it's, and that's remarkable that we can, like, that we can, it, you know, we can kind of quickly respond when we want to and really do self-examination. I mean, like, you know, if there are so many other countries where that, it's just, first off, that conversation is not even possible. Yes. yes. <laughs> right? Like, you hold up a sign and you're done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or just that you know, or just the cultural dynamic of of 
of the of the place just doesn't quite allow for it. So it is it is a great you know it is it's a great time to be alive. It's a fascinating time to be alive. Oh yes. And I think if you and I ran Chaz, it'd be a lot more fun. <laughs> I just think it'd be more fun. We we we'd be upbeat anarchists. <laughs> So tell me more. I mean, again, I, I think my my seventh, seventh, second topic may stray us too far, but as we talk about Chaz, so tell me, you know, because when I was a, Wait, why would you na- abbreviate your country in a way that sounds like a douchey guy's name? Well, that that's hey, the question. Hey, hey, Chaz, yeah, hey Chaz. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because like an anarchist when I was a kid, right? And you're a little younger than me, so let's harken back. So uh, most everyone has seen my hairstyle by now. So. When I was growing up, if you had my current hairstyle, you were called a skinhead. And anarchy was like the big thing. You were in a punk band, right? I mean, that was the the mindset. So anarchy was like this, where this is like the new anarchist handbook, right? Of like saying, hey, this very similar to China, right? We want all the benefits of free enterprise, but we still want to control everything. <laughs> so tell me more about this, 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 this new anarchist mindset of Chaz is like, what, what is the goal? They're just like, Hey, we're totally, yeah, I don't know. That, I don't know that there is a goal. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm sure there's a goal. I mean, I, I, but I mean, I think some of it is, I think a social experiment without policing, right? So they're, so they're keeping order. It's not been violent. And there's all these protest conversations and stuff. And, you know, it, it seems very civil and they're doing it with, but uh, what's interesting though, to know, wait, 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 wait. It's, it's not a different city. It's like, it's their own country is what you're saying. Well, they're, well they're, it's like, they're saying it's like the Vatican, like Vatican city uh, in light okay. of Italy. Okay. Yes. So they're saying basically this is our own autonomous region, which <laughs> that, they, that they arbitrarily decided. <laughs> Right, but I mean, again, the, the, I'm guessing that the the plumbing and the water support. I mean, like the, these things are, and again, they're letting restaurants that, that are that are taxed and incorporated outside the autonomous region function, and it seems like the restaurants are not opposed. <laughs> they're like, we're doing better. Like COVID nineteen, we're we're dying. And these, well, do, do these they fa- have their own? Do they have their own currency yet? I mean, how how far along are they? I don't think we've got that. I don't think we've got that. I think. But are if the currency traders are the currency traders getting exciting? Like, are they doubling down? Like, hey, when, when can I start trading Chaz? <laughs> Look, you know, here's Chaz the thing. Income. Evan and I, if you, if any of you Chaz folks are listening, we'll come in and we'll get like a zillion Monopoly games, and just. We'll open the boxes, and we'll and we'll be your bankers, and we'll, yes! we'll figure out a system. Uh, we'll get a you know we, you know you, you need to get we'll, we'll be in the embassy of something. Yes, you give us a little embassy, and we'll come in, and we'll be the banker. Yes, yes, because as Abe Lincoln is famously credited for, if you want to rob a bank, get a gun. If you want to rob the world. Be a bank. So be a bank, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so no, we will step so in and we take are here all for the you. US. Yes, we'll take all the US currency. We will change it in for Chaz Monopoly. Monopoly. Money, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we'll even give you what we'll do is we'll give you like houses and hotels to give property rights. Yes. Like if you want if you want to build okay. like a if you want to build like a tent community in the area, you get a hotel chip. Mm-hmm. By the way, do you know the Way you can win Monopoly every time, and I shouldn't say this because I haven't yet tried it, but it's 
of, of it's your theory, well, monopoly theory. Okay. What you do is you get as many properties quickly. It doesn't matter where they are. And you put three houses on every one of them. Don't get hotels. Right. So eventually, if you get it, if you get enough three houses thing, you run out of houses. Oh, so then, you control the housing. Yes. So yeah, nobody cool. can build a hotel. Yes. So if you don't build any hotels, yes. Everybody else can't really get past one or two houses. All the houses mm-hmm. are gone. So no one can so you can basically dominate everybody with just three houses on all your properties. Ah, Once you it. go to a hotel, you're losing you're gaining a kind of marginal profit, but if you just got all the houses out of out of the circulation mm-hmm. and you had the most, no one could beat you. Mm, interesting. Interesting. That is such useless information because I don't think because I don't think economically it would work anywhere else in the real world. But I just want to sit down and play Monopoly with four people that don't know I know that. And they were like, "How are you dominating me?" <laughs> I think that's a great one in theory. That that be that be something we could do in the embassy at Chaz. I like that. right, right. We'll do yeah, exactly. We'll come in exactly. We're here and we'll joke with you. You can even be on the podcast. We'll bring microphones. You can be a guest. We'll let you put out your Antifa message or whatever. Like I, I mean, I'm assuming they're. It, it looks like they're a, the Antifa kind of left wing anarchist ish group, and they're not kind of the right wing anarchist groups. And okay. it's funny too because it's mostly white people. It looks like, and I saw, I saw like Black Lives Matter were like, "You're killing our movement, man!" With this, <laughs> like this isn't helping us. Like white people stand down. You're not helping with the jazz movement. <laughs> not helping with jazz. No, I could see a whole. Um, I actually have a call at two, uh, in about an hour with a. I'm on the board of a finance company, and um, the CEO is in Seattle. So I'm gonna have to ask him about this. Be like, hey, have you visited Chaz yet? Can you <laughs> give me a report? And we can come up. Come on, let's get up. Tell tell him my idea. Look, we get like. Yeah. What's it gonna cost us? Two thousand dollars in Monopoly. Games. Yes, it'll be. <laughs> we perfect. go up there and we're bankers. Yes, I love it. I love it. We're gonna have to stop showering and put on a lot of patchouli oil. I mean, I think there'll be a whole kind of um, sort patchouli. of it's patchouli. Patchouli, yeah. We'll have to change. I mean, I'm not saying we sell out our authentic identities. I'm just saying, like, we morph a little bit so we look like an, a kind of left wing radical banker, not like a business banker. We, can, we can't. We can't come in there looking. You know, you can't come in with your muscle T-shirts looking Southern California. We, like, we have to kind of look the Seattle grunge kind of part. Like, we're the grunge bankers. Oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think the green visor would be a good call. So, yeah. No. <laughs> Can I read you something, my friend? Read me some, and then then you we had a great topic to get into, and then then you you spiraled. Well, I, I, Chaz, <laughs> I'm talking to all my friends about this Chaz thing because I think it's so fascinating. Like, it is. What a great group of people that just like. I mean, again, not great in the sense of I don't think this is a good social strategy. But man, can you imagine people that are sitting in those planning meetings saying, "We can't do this. We can't do this." And people saying, "Sure, why can't we?" Like, there's why, protest why, movement. Why can't we commandeer? <laughs> Six blocks. Yeah, six blocks. Why can't we? <laughs> like, that's amazing, though. But you ever think about, like, because you're an entrepreneur who's been involved in lots of ventures, um, pretty successful. And, I, and I'm sure you would say, right, like, a lot of the stuff is like, somebody just said, why can't we? 
Yes. Yeah. So that's, I want to just lift up Chaz on that point. Again, this is not an invitation for any of you of our listeners to go and commandeer anything downtown. Although, again, if you do, we didn't recommend it. We will be your banker. <laughs> yes. We have the solution. We, we have, have the solution. We just came up with it on the show. That's how creative we are. This is why you need us in your lives. That's right. That's because right. Because we because we came up with, you know, on the fly a whole solution to your to your finance problem. Yeah. And of course, you just give us all your US currency. Of course. Right, which is you know, yeah, which you don't want worthless. anyway. Yeah, it's, it's worthless, worthless to you. Chat. Yes, yes, and yeah. we give you massive amounts of like, yes. You give us one hundred dollars US, we'll give you seven. Yeah, yeah, we have to figure out the exchange rate. Yeah, are we going to? Uh, we'll like, give you. We'll like, give you like, we'll like we'll the Vietnamese you, dong, right? Where it's a billion to one, or yeah, how? Uh, how, how are we we will give you such a great exchange rate. You'll feel so great, and the money is cool. You know, monopoly money is cool. No, but think about this. If we we'd have to buy more monopoly money, we'd have to uh, negotiate with Parker Brothers. But I, I think we go for a higher exchange rate, so that way everyone in Chaz can be a billionaire. And it's a way, great thing. It's yeah, great. that way that way you have the full equality. Like we're all billionaires here. I mean, look at all this monopoly money. So uh, I love this. Yeah. This is really like all right. I'm after we or finish with this podcast. I'm going to start researching real estate outside Chaz, <laughs> so we can have an embassy. You and yes. I could be the, the go between between. Oh yes, yes, and we could we could actually commandeer our own embassy because the embassy right is is what do they call it? It's different, right? So it's not Chaz territory. So we would have a specific neutral embassy site that we could just go in and commandeer as our own. Right? We want to be above the chicken. It's chicken bop, I think it's called. <laughs> this is the guy that says, "Hey, I'm not complaining because sales have gone up." Yeah, there you go. We want to be. We want to be right above chicken bop. Okay, we want to be right above chicken bop. And the other, the other key element uh, is that also this is a proof of concept because I, I imagine everyone in Texas is watching, right? And they're like, "See, they did it. We can do it too." Exactly. Exactly. No, you know what's great about Southern California? Life is so like a paradise there. It's so lovely and beautiful. No one's thinking about starting anything. <laughs> no, it's no, there's no revolution that's gonna happen from Southern California because it's awesome. Or they could actually do a float, they could do a floating chaz. They could do that, like offshore floating chaz, just like, hey, come join you know, our our uh you know man-made island here and just kind of float around. You know, my dream podcast studio, if my life ever works out like a dream, which, you know, who knows, it does or it doesn't, like dreams are fun and they're fluid and they can go different ways. But I'll tell you, I would set up a studio in La Jolla because that is like the greatest city with the seals and everything. Oh God, I love La Jolla. I love La Jolla. I used to live in La Jolla back in the day. So, how got, can you leave the seals? I've got La Jolla. Well, I got seals here. So at nighttime, here's what's cool in the summertime. At nighttime, we get the owls talking to each other in the trees, and in between that, you can hear the seals barking because the water, you know, everything echoes off the water. So you I hear the it. yeah, I hear the hoo hoo, and then oh, 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 oh. It's, it's glorious. I'm going to read you something this yes. about complex systems. It's going to yeah. seem incredibly dense. Okay. But I think it's it's well. You have the beautiful mind, so yeah. Or you know, it's good that I have that because I have a face for radio. But <laughs> so this is from my friend Michael Garfield, who is, hosts the podcast, hosts the podcast of the San, of, of the Santa Fe Institute for the Study of Complexity, which is like 
my old job. Just kidding. I mean, I, wow, that sounds so, so fantastic. But all they do is study. They have a bunch of different research people that are super smart and creative, and they just study different complex systems from different, you know, some of them are biologists, some of them are economists, some, you know, and all different fields of study. And they, they, they really believe that complexity is better. And so this is what my friend wrote about. He's talking about Corona and how complexity is the way we'll get through it, not like simple ideas. And he says this, we're in a world where what J- poet John Keats called negative capability is king. The skill of not congealing on an answer prematurely, the capacity to hedge one's mental bets and keep one's models open, fluid, and provisional. This looks a lot like having a diverse gut microbiome <laughs> that can handle wide varieties of food or how a virus like SARS-CoV-2 is a less fixed point in the genotypic space than a loose cloud of possibilities, evolvable enough to pivot to new hosts as they're offered. It's why hyper-connected bank loan networks are vulnerable to cascading failures. But an archipelago, which is some kind of species, can breed and harbor innovations that repopulate the mainland after mass extinctions. It's why investors call for a diverse portfolio of assets and high beta strategies are suited for a moment of extraordinary volatility. It's why food webs that don't depend entirely on one key species fare much better through catastrophe. It's why sometimes stalemates lead to better answers than a fast agreement. And, and I mean, there's a lot there. And by the way, the archipelago, I should have looked this up before I am. Uh, it is a, it is, I don't even know what it is because my buddy Michael just linked his podcast about archipelagos. I'm guessing it's a kind of, I don't know. I'm guessing it's a thing that populates quickly. But like basically I take the point of his argument in this piece, um, which is called We Will Fight D- Diseases of Our Networks by Realizing We Are Networks. Uh, he's basically saying like complex systems are better than simple systems in the sense of, you know, if you've got a bunch of people in the room with a bunch of different ideas working together still, like, you know, they're, they're in a kind of network and they're, and they're helping each other out and they're, and they're, and they're all looking at things from different perspectives and conversation. That's a lot better than a simple system. Whereas an investor, if all your money is an X, right. Or Y. You know, if you're if you're if you're kind of diversified and you've got multiple options, he's basically saying like that complex systems, even in, in, whether it's biology, economics, business, fare better than simple systems, which can only kind of do one thing and can't really pivot very quickly. What do you think about that? Well, let me take it down a different track. So, first of all, my bride and I, we did get remarried one time in Santa Fe, New Mexico, in a hot air balloon. So I believe, in fact, we did drive by the Institute as we were touring the beautiful city. So little note there. But he talks about, okay, you know, we are networks, right? So I want to go a different matrix angle where, in fact, we are a virus. <laughs> and so from the matrix standpoint of... The human being just itself being the virus, I think, is a, is a, a different road to take rather than the networks. Um, but all of this really harkens back to 
uh, and I heard this great statement from the chicken guy uh, from our chat zone. I had a, a chicken guy client and he was excited to be ordering some things from one of our companies. And he goes, yeah, I'm so excited that the riots killed the virus. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know what? That's the best thing I've ever heard of like just instant clarity of like, wait a minute, why am I wearing this stupid mask? Wait, what are we, what's going on? Wait, what, 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 what do we do this thing? So I do think that we are all going to look upon COVID-19 and laugh when the, the truth is finally revealed, but I'm glad the Santa Fe Institute for uh, Complexity really hearkens to me. I'm, I'm sure you've read it. I don't know how many times, but uh, have you read any uh, of Anne Rand lately? Um, I have not. I, I have, oh, I, you've never, not you've a, never read Atlas Shrugged? I've seen the movie, but I've never read Atlas Shrugged. Oh, the, the movie needs to be banned. So you need to read Atlas Shrugged right now because what is happening is already in it. Um, and this Institute of Complexity literally is almost named verbatim in the book. So I would encourage you, Scott Ken Jones, while you have a little bit of downtime to pick that one up because you can digest it. But that book is very interesting. It's on a lot of the billionaires must read books. Yeah. Um, is, and it's better than Fountainhead. That was her other one. But man, there is something magical about Atlas Shrugged. And that is required reading uh, for my young adults as well. Um, yeah. So when you say the Institute for the Study of Complexity, do you mean like tell me why? Uh, well, once you once you read the book, you'll understand. <laughs> well, you'll is be it like it, I get it, it? I get is it. Is it negative or positive in the sense of because I know they start the institute where they like get all the artists and thinkers and people like where they're like we got to get out like, and they started freaking a free thinking society. Well, what's happening right now is Atlas Shrugged, you know. Again, and the movie was so poor, and I don't. I don't I, I recognize that they wanted to make it for the fact that it was such a great story, but it's like it's it's almost like okay, if if you don't have a billion dollar budget, don't bother because Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you make it wrong, you're just hurting everybody. So, you know, and the, But and, I, I, Ayn Rand likes the Institute for Complexity or doesn't like it. Well, she's a storyteller and about weaving the philosophy. So it's more about saying, wait a minute, she already has a story where this is already happening. Chaz Zone is already happening. The Institute for is already happening. And the way she ties it into uh, Fountainhead had their own version, but Atlas Shrugged. Um, yeah, you just got to read it to understand. But it just the, the times and where we are birth all of this and... It, to me, it I, it's it's so shocking, Scott. Because I'm like, how did she know? It's like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what is this? How is this? Is this even at this stage with what the media has to offer, with the tools that we have to find the truth? Magically, the truth becomes that much more difficult uh, to pull out, and it's just like, oh my goodness gracious! So, on one aspect. You know, like you talked about in the beginning with the Chaz on an American, right? It's like, because of this idea, simply the fact that we've created this idea and made it work gives us the ability to criticize what we're doing, right? So let me ask you this. This, this is kind of the new cry for the growth-minded common sense party here, new political party upstarting, the common sense party. 
So remember when we were kids, right? Or you, again, you're a little wrong, but you remember the term America, love it or leave it, right? You remember right, that? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. So now it's America, love it, leave it, or fix it. It's one of those three. Yeah. And uh, versus, you know, putting it, it's, it's about responsibility, right? Like, hey, if you're that upset, leave, right? Or fix it. And complaining doesn't fix anything. So either run for office, either create something else. So like the Chaz guys, I got to get them hats on. They're like, hey, we're going to fix it. We're just going to create our own thing. So love it, leave it, or fix it. That's kind of the kind of the new mantra I want to try out on you. Give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think I agree. And I think like that I take my friend Michael Garfield to say in this article about like the weakness of something like the Chaz approach is like, it's kind of the weakness also of the way we dealt with the virus at first, right? We just got, we got the epidemiologists, right? Who, you know, somebody, I heard this one podcast with Tony Robbins. He had these great epidemiologists on, and they were saying like, look, we're not saying that like based on the data, the shutdown was wrong, but we have new data now and we're, we've got to adapt. But he was saying, if you, when you're an epidemiologist, you learn it's way better to be 10% over than 1% under because mm. you're going to save lives. So like, so the, the whole complex system thing is like, we can't just let the epidemiologists make the decisions. We need a complex system. We need economists. We need um, citizen activists. We need entrepreneurs. We need public policy people. We need, we, you know, we need like, we need everybody kind of, kind of you know, some of the best, things I've heard over the past couple months about the approach to the virus have been from Mark Cuban, mm. you know, when he's been on Fox or mm -hmm. MSNBC, mm -hmm. like he's been brilliant. And so like, so the, the, the whole complex system idea is like, well, I mean, it's amazing that these people have, <laughs> have been organized and tried to fix it, but, but the system isn't complex enough. They don't have enough lenses. Like they don't, you know, you're kind of like Seattle, you know, post Kurt Cobain, you know, second generation grunge activist. And again, I think that's important. It's great that like people that, that are, are concerned about injustice try to do something. And I think it, 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 you know, again, I wouldn't say try to have an autonomous six block zone. And if I was going to do it, I'd do it in Boca or something <laughs> or La Jolla. There you go. I'm <laughs> La Jolla. Why don't we go to La Jolla and do it? But, but I, I think that this is the, the challenge, right? Their, their system is a little too simple, right? They don't have enough voices and perspectives to actually fix it, right? And I think that that's like, you know, if like, you know, as an entrepreneur, right? If you're going to have uh, it, like a functional, I mean, there's a simplicity dimension. The message needs to be simple and you kind of laser focus, but the way you develop it is through complexity, right? You have all these people that see all these things. And see, well, this is where the model could fail. So let's. This is our backup, and this is our our our, our other backup. And no, this that, is how. Yeah. No, I'm 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 gonna. It's fascinating. So yeah, on a, on entrepreneur side, it's actually the opposite. Everything is simple, but on the complex side, you look at the American government, right? It it's so complex on purpose, so things don't happen right away, <laughs> unless you get enough people to finally go, yeah, okay, that, that does work. Um, so it's interesting to me. Very, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about this more and more. I mean, the, there's nothing more complex than the American government. And it was set up that way from the beginning. 
because if it was too easy, right, stuff would happen too fast. <laughs> right, right. And, and also there's a difference between complicated and complex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it, one of his things he, you know, talks about is this having a divert gut, diverse gut microbiome, microbiome that can handle a wide variety of foods or like this virus. That's complex, but not complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are these are single celled organisms. <laughs> like these are things. Viruses are less than this. I mean, less complex even. They're, they're smaller scale than a human cell. Like you know, people say, like if I've I heard a recent a couple podcasts um, this analogy that if if a soccer stadium is a human cell, the coronavirus cell is a soccer ball. In the mm. context of it, it's pre, mm. it's not. Mm-hmm. But but it's its complexity is its ability to evolve, its ability to kind of move and change, and adapt. And I think so. Comp when when this guy's arguing about complexity, he's not saying complicated. Like it doesn't have to be complicated. The complexity is is more like you have a lot of different voices, lenses, perspectives, options, so that you, so that you're not like you know there are fourteen golf clubs. In, 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 in the golf bag for a reason, right? You, you don't hit the sand wedge or the driver every single time. And so I think what he's arguing is that we need a kind of approach that's more like a 14-club golf bag to public health pandemic issues, to mm-hmm. some of the racial issues we're dealing mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. to if you're an entrepreneur, you know, or you know, starting a launch business kind of startup like you want 14 clubs in the bag like whatever those look like it doesn't mean it's 14 people on your payroll or whatever or it could be um but it's 14 perspectives or an ability to see problems from lots of different lenses versus the kind of approach where if you got a hammer everything looks like a nail <laughs> Uh, and so let, let's extrapolate that. If you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. If you have a gun, everything looks like a what, right? If you have a nuclear missile, everything <laughs> looks like it, right? Right? Uh, now, that's fascinating. That really is fascinating because I look at it from a sports side and I hearken to the, you know, the, the, the greatest of the great Vince Lombardi, you know, the, the Lombardi trophy named after him. But, you know, you talk about complex systems, right? Look at a, look at one NFL play, right? It's like, okay, you got to go here. You got to do this. You got to do this. Um, but he would start every year training camp. He would sit down with the team, even if they just won the Super Bowl the year past. He would sit down with the team and he would say, men, this is a football. <laughs> he would mm. start there and he would say, this is a football. What we need to do is get the football across this line, the goal line. That's what we're doing. And so it was all about, um, you know, as simple as simple could be so you could have the harmonious of all these guys working together for the common goal. But no, I, that, that's, you know, that's, that's brilliant as far as the, the complexity side, not complicated. Um, right, right, because you, you have all these guys, 11 guys on offense, 11 on defense, and they're working together. But mm-hmm. the common goal is we got to score touchdowns. But, you know, we need different – so everybody's working in concert mm-hmm. with different skill sets. And yeah, we're different skill sets, different, different assignments, different right. everything. So, so, yeah. so, the, so to get the simple outcome <laughs> or goal, yeah. you, need, you need a complex system in the sense yeah. – not a complicated system. It's not a complicated <laughs> system. We don't need 
bureaucratic reports and vice president, supervisor, assistant, executive director of, of the cause of doing nothing. No, then you don't need that. You need a group of people, right? That, that you got to make sure you got the right people on the bus and then the right seats. Yep. And then there's a proper amount of chaos, right? Because <laughs> if you've got the right people in the right seats in the right kind of culture, you can be chaotic, right? Because that's going to, that's going to further the simple goal. Like the, again, it's the same thing where like your body's goal is to stay alive and you've got these complex things in your gut that figure out how to like all these different cells that figure out how to digest some burrito you bought, <laughs> you know, it's frozen burrito, which, you know, like, and it's, it's kind of messy. You throw a little hot sauce on it and your hope, your body has a system to deal with that, but that has one purpose to keep you alive right mm-hmm. so all the complex microbiotic gut stuff is for the purpose of keeping you alive and so i guess you, as an entrepreneur you would say right like you get these people it's great you give them creative freedom you know on your team but you got to keep the message like clear like we're trying to get this keep this thing alive we're trying to move the football down the field we're trying to you know get our product out there which we we really think could serve people and you know we'll make a profit at it but also we think it's really valuable there's value added and that's the exchange but so the complexity comes in to serve the simplicity yes oh, i like that i like that but but let me ask you the question i think every american wants to know and i want you to answer it as we champion this cause for i know what it solutions. is no there no no you don't, no, no professional no, I, wrestling is real <laughs> Yes, it's real. Okay, do you know what professional wrestling is? This is what people miss. Pro wrestling is, 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 is the Shakespeare of our time. Oh, absolutely. Now, this is is why Trump's rallies are so great. Like, because he has, he has taken the pro wrestling kind of Shakespearean venue. Yes. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is. It is absolute theater and there are some people that are like oh no 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 if you watch wrestling and if you read uh you know my son last year for his homeschool project they had to build um what was the theater what was shakespeare's theater called the big wooden thing um he built an actual lego model of it and there isn't a lego model so he had to order the, the, the separate pieces and build it um and then his other kids in his little homeschool co-op class, they built one out of like popsicle sticks and all this. I forget what the amphitheater is called. And then it was hilarious at the end of the, after they presented it, he took the Lego one home and then the rest of the kids stood around and they burned the other students one because they're like, yeah, just like in real life, let's burn it down. <laughs> burn, it down. <laughs> We're gonna burn it down. But if you actually look at, uh, and he would come home and just talk about the richness uh, of the characters and the audacity. And you, you look at the insults, you look at what they were doing. I mean, pro, it is pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is Shakespeare of this age, and to 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 see it as anything but, and to discount it like, ah, it's just fake. No, it's theater, man. It is theater. It is absolute glorious theater. I'm not a fan, but I can appreciate the theatrical aspect of it and why that harkens people. But the second question that every American wants to know. Dun, dun, dun. It is, can Scott Jones do a Jesse Ventura impression? And I can't. So, <laughs> how? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he was governor of Minnesota. They have, this, right. they have Jesse the Body. He, he had the, I, had, I had the Jesse the Body action figure when I was a kid. Just he was amazing. And 
he he goes on the Stern show a lot, but like, but then they have Jesse the Body <laughs> Ventura impersonator who's who does Jesse the Body so well. And Howard Stern says to the impersonator, Governor, was 9-11 really happen? What did it happen, Governor? Or was it a conspiracy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, Howard, I think um, here's the thing. As a governor of Minnesota, um, I think the first thing was real by the terrorists, and the second thing was uh, the government. I mean, it's it's not either or. <laughs> I mean, just like I love Jesse the Body. I'm, do you know what? He, do you know what he did um, when he got elected from the Reform Party in Minnesota? He kicked all the lobbyists out because nice. he didn't take. He didn't take any lobbyist money. And so he told all his staff, well, they didn't help us get here. Why should we even entertain their meetings? <laughs> Why should we put them on the payroll, baby? Get them out. Get them out. I, like- I, I, I tell you, I like, I like, I, I think like all my uh, enlightened friends are going to think I'm insane. But I think you, in all seriousness, <laughs> This country could do a lot worse than Jesse Ventura for president. <laughs> I agree. I absolutely agree. Because you got to think about in that wrestling world, there's a lot of understanding about how business works, how branding works, how you get the message across. I mean, there's so many parallels in there. But let me get uh, – we'll end with this question because I, I, I got to hear it from you before we get on too many tangents. I think in all seriousness, where the country – wants to know and what everyone's kind of this top of mind question is is what do we do now okay we realize perhaps right we overreacted to COVID-19 okay uh the rioting we've got Chaz now it's like well what the heck do we do now so Scott Kent Jones as the you know I always uh share people, you know, everyone thinks the president is some kind of dictator somehow and I keep telling people all the time he's just the president the president doesn't have a whole lot of power. Other than the ability to veto a bill, he doesn't have a whole lot of power. His role is a position. His role is to like point and go, hey, let's go this direction. Hey, let's go here. And some of the, the great pointers we all remember. Um, so with that, Scott Kent Jones, what does America do now? Tell us. I don't know. I mean, I don't know other than I think my buddy Michael Graves would say form complex systems. Like I think <laughs> the, the, the more you could get more people talking from different points of view, from different fields, like doctors talking to entrepreneurs who are talking to people that run nonprofits, who are talking to people that run media studios, who are talking, you know, like I'm a part of a kind of an online community right now. That's doing this. And I, I have learned so much. I'm talking with psychologists and a retired guy from Goodyear, uh, Canada, who was a big executive there, and like, and some people in media in Australia. And like, and these are all people that are kind of committed to discussing um, what are the what are we missing and it, what have we seen through COVID and what are we missing and what are the blind spots. Mm. So I think that this is the kind of thing where you and I have like, you know, we get along really well. We have really different backgrounds. And so just, you know, it, again, this is a, a small complex system, right? Because <laughs> we're not, um, we're not like carbon copies of each other, but we find ways to talk in ways that are constructive together. And I think that's really, I mean, that's the best way we have forward. I think mm. it, Amidst all this, because I don't think there are policy 
panaceas that will work, you know, one shot, one, you know, silver bullets, this is going to fix everything. I mean, I think uh-huh, uh-huh. that that's like every person that says that is a person that again is, is the non-complex system thinker. That's the person that thinks, well, every, I got a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Uh-huh, we just, uh-huh. or I got a screwdriver, everything looks like a screw. So I think that the, the best thing we can do is find people that you can stand that probably see things a little different than you or, or, or in a different field than you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or a different. And, and you, you know, you sit around and, you know, like uh, in, in COVID, maybe if social distancing, you just sit in the back porch, you know, I don't know how you do it, but uh, you know, you, you sit around and you talk and then it, the, the ideas that emerge, you say, Oh my gosh, why don't we, why don't we write our, our representative all together? Mm. Uh, because they will respond. I mean, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they want to get elected. So I think the the best thing you can do is just get in conversation. And also, I think not only will that help the country, it might help. You know, let's say you're uh, a doctor that has an entrepreneurial idea, but you know, med school, you know, you're, you're, it's a killer thing. I mean, you're just like stressed all the time, and you, you and you had this entrepreneurial spirit, but you didn't know how to develop it. And you're sitting there with your entrepreneurial buddy who is probably like looking for ideas because of COVID-19 or, you know, or maybe somebody has an idea for a homeschool platform to improve education because they've seen the need for it. And you're a homeschool parent Mm. stressed out and you're Mm -hmm, really mm -hmm, struggling. mm -hmm. So I just think getting people together that really, and I love it. I love the thing, love it, leave it or fix it. Getting the fix it people together. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and just regular and, and just commit to like, hey, let's like have a fix it conversation for six weeks. Yes. Like let's have a barbecue for six weeks and really try to fix it. And we'll and some we'll have a secretary who'll just jot down some notes. We'll we'll you know, just a volunteer you know, one of the people there that's a good who's a good note taker? Who loves taking notes? All right, yeah, note taker. And then you start writing your state reps, you maybe start some businesses. And that's how things I think are going to move forward. Maybe you'll start a nonprofit that will um, get police in conversation with community people. You know, like you, I mean, I think that's everything starts through conversation, though. Like, mm. I mean, ideas and conversation. Like, mm. there's n- th- everything, right? I mean, isn't that what? You, isn't that true from your experience as a, s- a successful entrepreneur? Everything basically flows from, you know, insights and conversation and connection. So wise, so true. Here's what's jumping up and down to me in my mind like a Mac icon is, the what do we do now, America? It is we stop commenting and we start talking. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Conversation. I love it. And that's why we're here, to have this conversation. So, Scott Kent Jones. Wow. What a journey. Evan, what a Evan journey Mo- in 45 minutes. Evan Money, you are and always will be the man, even if you aren't Bruce Lee. <laughs> Love it. Scott Ken Jones, appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much, buddy. I'll talk to you next week. Yes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Learning, Laughing, and Loving with Evan Money and Scott Jones. If you like what you've heard here, please do something for us. Go to iTunes and write a review. Give us a rating. Tell people. Share it on social media. If you found something you love here, share the love and goodness with the world. Thanks again for listening. 
And until next time, friends, fare thee well. <laughs>